0: Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis. by just one of the boys, Matt. And today we are talking about the first big release of the year for Nintendo, Fire Emblem Engage. Matt, I know that we're super excited to talk about this game.
1: Very, very excited, yes.
0: And it's safe to say, after me and you have played quite a bit of this game, Nintendo's got their first home run of the year. Fire Emblem Engage is an excellent, excellent entry into the Fire Emblem franchise. Matt, the, the biggest question a lot of people had coming into this game was after Fire Emblem Three Houses, which obviously popularized... Fire Emblem Three Houses is a fantastic game as well. which was just pre-podcast, which yes. is why we've never talked about it. Fire Emblem Three Houses is an awesome game as well. Fire Emblem games are typically great, and and the last three or four that have come out on the Switch have been fantastic when you add in Fire Emblem Warriors and the two mainline titles. Uh... A lot of people were curious after having kind of that, that school element, that class that classroom element of Three Houses where it's about time management, teaching your, the students in your respective house you know, this talent or this skill or having them focus on this style of combat over this. A lot of people were kind of curious to see how it would be for Fire Emblem to strip that away entirely and put the strategic combat back at the forefront of the game. And I think we can both agree, Matt, it works out in all the best ways.
1: Yeah, it did. I was actually very happy to know that we were going to go for a more straightforward story, whereas uh, Three Houses had three sp- uh, split storylines, depending on which house that you chose. So when they made this announcement, um, and then uh, as the months progressed closer to the game's release, and we found out that the social aspect of the game that has been around since um, Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS, where you build relationships and you can even get married and on and that kind of thing... Um, Fire Emblem Engage kind of goes back to the roots and it's a little bit more laid back. They're still socializing. They're still, you know, setting up your units, uh, changing their classes, building their relationships uh, with uh, different um, conversations that you build as you progress throughout the story. So this is is one of the games that I was very excited about um, upon the announcement. And then uh, the big selling point for this one is the fact that this... Fire Emblem Engage is basically a celebration of just Fire Emblem in general, where they introduce the rings. And um, I, I can let you get into a little bit more of that one, Rusty.
0: You know, the funny thing is, if you really break the story of this game down with the 12 emblem rings, mm-hmm. it sounds a lot like Lord of the Rings. It kind of does, yeah. It sounds a lot like <laughs> Lord of the Rings. But the thing is, Lord of the Rings has, has a great story and a great narrative over... You know, six films, if you want to count The Hobbit as well, has, has a really great narrative over six movies. Uh, so, I mean, I can't really say that I blame the developers for maybe taking a little bit of inspiration from that if they did. But, yeah, you, you play as uh, as the character, Alir. Uh We looked it up before we got on here to make sure we are pronouncing names <laughs> right, because, Matt, we, we know that we've got issues. We have so many issues sometimes with pronunciation. We do. You play Alir, who who's known as the Divine Dragon in this game, and I have to say... I've not normally been a fan of like you know you just wake up randomly one day and you're the chosen one. It's it's one of my biggest gripes with Pokemon is that you're this random kid from some small town and <laughs> you end up being just this Pokemon legend by the end of the game. Um, it, it's just it's a really weird story when you like say it out loud, um, but I feel like it's done really well here because again another trope that I've never really been a big huge fan of is the whole amnesia thing, the amnesia yeah. storyline where. You know, your character wakes up after a long slumber and they have no memories like a Lear doesn't. And yet, for some reason, I don't know if it's the voice acting, which is really damn good in this game, uh, Yuri Lowenthal is a massive standout as Marth. I think he yes. is a st- has a stellar performance in this game. And really, across the board, voice acting in, in this game is great. Um, but it just, it works. There's something about it in this game where it just, I hate that that sounds like a cop-out answer, but it really does. It just works. And I think that Aaliyah, whether you play as the male or the female protagonist, I, you know, I feel like the voice actor and actress that, that, that voiced Aaliyah, both of them did a fantastic job, and, and that helps carry the story. You essentially are trying to collect all of the 12 rings from the land. Again, Lord of the Rings kind of influence there. Uh, collecting all of the emblem rings that contain the spirit... Of past Fire Emblem heroes, so Marth is one of the first ones you meet. You meet Lucina at one point, Ike, Roy, Leaf, you know, on and on and on. You meet all of these major Fire Emblem characters from the past. Matt, I think what I liked here is that some of these characters you meet, their stories haven't really been fleshed out, at least outside of outside of you know the Japanese titles. A yeah, lot of these, a lot of these emblems like haven't had that full fleshed out story, and they end up having big roles in this game.
1: Yeah, like a lot of people's introduction to Fire Emblem here in the U.S. or just anywhere outside of Japan, their introduction to characters like Marth and Roy were from Fire Emblem, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, people love these characters so much in the, in the game that you know there was this d- demand that Nintendo did not know that there was going to be, and that we eventually started getting them. And one of the big releases um, that made Fire Emblem what it is today. Was Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS like it almost did not come to um, outside of Japan? There was um, a loud uproar about it, and you know they finally confirmed, "Hey, we're bringing it over to here." And then ever since then, Fire Emblem changed for, for the better. It wasn't just a single story that, you know you go through all the story beats, you go through each map progressing, um, but it made each character have a, a personality. And that's where, you know, talking about the voice acting, which is very important in a game like this that has so much dialogue. Like, I guarantee you, one playthrough of this game, you're not going to see all that dialogue unless you specifically focus on creating relationships. Like, when you are having your units out on the battlefield fighting against enemies, um, from using your healers to heal characters, you'll notice these little heart icons pop up above their head. So when you're... Uh, when you're progressing in a fight and you have a specific unit next to you, sometimes that unit will even assist you um, in in causing damage to the enemy that you're, that you're facing. And that's just where this game really shines is, you know, the conversations, the, the relationship building, not so much as like with three houses where, as you did so much there, I mean, I think you even could take out your, your units out for tea. And I'm not kidding about that, Um, but talking about the rings, I think what I liked, what they did with this is that the heroes of old did not take up, they they don't take up a lot of time and detract you away from the new characters that they're introducing. Like, they're they're there, you have conversations with them, they are a major pillar in the story to come, and I think that's one thing that I appreciated about it is, it's not, I will say, it's a bit of fan service, this game really is a celebration of Fire Emblem.
0: It really um, is. It really is what you think about I
1: believe uh, their the 25th anniversary. Like, Fire Emblem's been around for a really long time. A lot of people don't realize that. Like, they've, they, they've remade the first game on the 3DS. They've remade... Um, there was another one. I can't remember if it was 6 or 7. But a lot, a lot of people were recognized as characters, mostly from Smash Brothers. but then you'll see all these characters that you don't know. But... In Super Smash Bros. Melee, they had trophies in the game so that you can unlock. And there's uh, characters like Lin. Um, Ike was originally a trophy before he was a fighter in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. So, like, th- this was a really great way to introduce people to a lot of these characters they, 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 they don't know. And I love the fact that Marv, being from the very first game, was the first ring that you get as Aelior.
0: I think that this is a great starting point, and this is what I like about a lot of Fire Emblem games. You don't really have to have played others to fully grasp the story that's being told in in this game. Exactly, and it's the same with Fire. It was the same with Fire Emblem Three Houses. That was my first big Fire Emblem game that I ever played. I absolutely loved it. I still need to go back and finish it because I've I've put countless hours on it, and I need to actually finish the story. But I, I think that there's something you can appreciate if. You know, you're looking to try a JRPG and you've never been to it. Because to be honest with you, I've played about the same amount of Fire Emblem games as I have Final Fantasy. And there's a big part of me that really almost prefers Final Fantasy. Or no, that that prefers Fire Emblem. What am I saying? Final Fantasy? Shit. (laughs) Edit that out, Rusty. I'm not going to. Um, I, I really am starting to prefer Fire Emblem. Because I just, I like the character building. I like that there's so much detail. I like that there's so much character. There's so much depth. To every to everyone you meet within the game. They're not there just to fill an archetype. It feels like they're there to actually serve a purpose in the grander story. And I like that. I like that every character is given meaning like that. Uh, let's talk also, Matt. I really like this hub area, the Somnial. I really yes. do I really do like this hub. I liked I liked the Academy in in Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I really liked the Somnial. And there are so many benefits to going back and forth after every mission. Back to the Somnil yes. to do your training, to level up, to, you know, raise your support levels with other certain characters. I feel like there was a lot of reason to continue going back to the Somnil.
1: Yeah, that is one thing that I will say that I love about the Somnulus. like, there's some very intense battles in this game, and you just need a break. So once the battle's over and you're on to the next chapter, in between each chapter, you, you can go to that hub world. And there's so much to do from interacting with all of the all of your units and all of the all of the ring characters that you have. Uh, they have the coliseum where you can do some training, not just for you but for your um, but for the rings as well. Um, there's the cafeteria where you can you know uh, you know build support relations by selecting specific units and choosing their favorite foods, and then uh, going from there. Uh, it's like you said, you have the, the 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 gym training type of thing with the push-ups and squats and things like that, yeah. which are kind of frustrating, <laughs> um, especially on the later difficulties. But what I like is that as you're progressing more throughout the story, the Sawmill is building with more activities. Uh, just recently, after hitting Chapter 16... Um, I unlocked uh, the flea market where you can buy gifts that you can give your characters to build relationships with or you can just give them horse manure and piss them off.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like there, There's so much to do in this game outside of just combat that I feel like a lot of reviews maybe like overlooked that because the funny thing is so many reviewers or so many reviews that I watched have said like well we're not really sure how we feel about you know the social element being taken yeah. out whereas you go on like social media and you look at people like big fire emblem pages and right. they'll say things along the lines of you mean that i get a fire emblem game that still has social aspects but focuses more heavily on the combat sign me up like sign me up for that like people i think people loved the social aspects of three houses but it worked because of the yeah. it worked because of the setting of Three Houses. That's why that aspect of the game worked. I don't feel like that would work in every other Fire Emblem game. So there's there's a great line from a YouTuber uh, Kevin Kenson who he big Fire Emblem fan. He loved Three Houses. It's one of his favorite games on the Switch. And he often said he I've heard him say before. I remember, I'll never forget this. He said that. He loved the academy and the you know the the school the classroom feel of Three Houses so much. He almost hoped that they'd never do it again because it felt that unique to Three Houses. Yeah. And I think that that's true. You don't need to put that in every other Fire Emblem game for it to work. I feel like we've kind of skirted around talking about it, but let's talk about the combat because yeah. that is the real star of the show here. As good as all the characters are, the combat is excellent in terms of turn-based strategy.
1: Yeah, I'll say this, and this this goes for like all the Fire Emblem games that I've played. You have to strategize. You can't just throw your favorite units out there and expecting to win. Like it's basically a game of rock, paper, scissors where sword beats axe, axe beats spear, and spear beats sword. And then there's also other classes with archers, um, then you have your uh your magic uh, casters, your healers, your 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 you're basically your fighters who just use their fists.
0: And then you, yeah, um, none of that is taken into account. Your your ones that are either horseback or on a Pegasus, exactly. even like that as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I love that there is so much variety in in class support in this game. And like I've I've had to redo a couple of battles here because of the fact that I didn't put the right units out there. Like for enemies that are on flying steeds, you want to use archers. You can literally you know, one shot them, but then you also have to be careful where you're placing your units, because if you put them too close to a character, that, you know, to an enemy type that you're weak against, you're going to suffer for it. Um And if you're playing this game old school, then you know what happens when you lose a unit, they're gone forever. And Rusty and I did not choose that. We're, oh, we're, hell we're no. At,
0: Dude, you know, I would, tough. I would be yeah. in tears if I lost some of these yeah. characters, bro. Like oh, you yeah. get, you get oh, emotionally yeah. attached to these characters You don't want to lose them, bro. Again, one of these days, I will play three houses or engage on classic mode to where I can feel (laughs) that and have to feel that tension in every battle. I don't know that I can handle that with my first playthrough, though. Yeah, I'll I'll
1: be using that time crystal so much if I was playing this on classic.
0: I swear, dude. I swear I would. But yeah, the combat, fantastic. Again, I'm not a big turn-based combat fan, but... I I really do like how this game and three houses, how they've both done it, because it just it feels so easy to get into. It feels so easy to get into and it feels very, very easy to learn. Like, you know, I I didn't feel very intimidated, Matt, and I feel like that's a very important part of turn based strategies. You can't intimidate newcomers and I feel like this game does a good job of easing newcomers in.
1: It does yeah like with every time something changes you get like a little guide that kind of you know tells you about you know the, the best way to approach these uh these these battles that you're going to be facing um it's very user it's very new user friendly especially for someone who this might be your first fire emblem game i know a lot of people's first fire emblem game was three houses and they absolutely enjoyed it they said it was easy to understand it wasn't difficult um the way that everything's set up and as you get further and further, obviously the difficulty will increase. But early on in the game, you know, I would definitely suggest. I, d- I don't think it has an easy mode. I think that the lowest. It's is normal. normal.
0: It's normal, and then I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember what the difficulty above it is. I don't remember what because it, it wasn't just called hard. I don't think was it. Um, I don't. All I know is I, I didn't don't pick recall, it.
1: Honestly. I all honestly, all know- normal hard. That's like, a, All uh, I all hard. I remember.
0: All I remember is I picked normal. <laughs>
1: I think I think after Hard's crushing difficulty.
0: It might be that. I think it might be that. I think you might have to beat the game to unlock that, but I can't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I will never play on that like, No, I love, not I, a I chance. I, I don't want a reason to like not play the game. Like I wanna I wanted to experience the game and like as much as I can.
0: I feel like there's a part of me that uh I feel like there's a part of me that uh would hate themse- that would hate myself
1: if uh <laughs>
0: If uh, I ended up playing this game on harder difficulties, brother, I, I would, I would, I would just absolutely like be throwing my switch against the wall. Exactly. Like, and I can't. I got an OLED, bro. I can't. I can't afford to be doing that, man. <laughs> I don't can't, the
1: OLED sticking the wall, bro.
0: dude. I swear, like, I can't. I, I don't have money to drop on a new OLED. I can't. I can't trade it into Facker if if it's damaged. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. I think that there's a lot to really like about Engage. I, the craziest thing is, I think that the biggest negative I could talk about is the story is kind of by the books JRPG. It's not yeah. really, it's not really a story you haven't heard. It's your classic good versus evil. The fell dragon has reawakened around the same time the divine dragon has, and uh, I, I believe it's the kingdom of Illusia that is, is that is you know working on summoning the fell dragon and then bringing it to their side to to conquer the rest of Ilios, the the main continent that you spend the time on and your job as a leer is to pretty much unite Lithos, Firaena, Brodia and Psalm. You're pretty much trying to unite those those countries those nations almost like Avatar so it's like Lord of the
1: Rings meets <laughs> Avatar,
0: <laughs> but not really like Avatar at all. That was just a, an easy way for me to plug that I love Avatar. Um, <laughs> but I think that I, I, I think that it's still a good enough story to where even though it is kind of by the books, I, I think that I, I, I think that as a whole. It still works. It's still a very, very good story. It may kinda of be a little cliche. That's kinda of how a lot of Fire Emblem games are though. The stories are not necessarily what you play the games for. You play the games for the social aspect, for the the great combat, and for the characters. And and I think that I think that this game nails nails that aspect in spades. Matt, do you have any other criticisms or was kind of the the, the story and kinda of how it's kinda of cliche? Was that your main criticism or what else did you have?
1: Um, if I had any criticisms, I'll say this. For, for newcomers, I think when it comes to changing classes, like, understanding specific, like, so, basically, you, you can have a single class equip, uh, like, different items once you upgrade the class. So, basically, you can have a sword wielder also, you know, equip an axe or a sword wielder equip a, um uh, you know, a spell. Um... I think that there is, it does go a little complicated there sometimes, especially because you have to get master seals. You have to get like these specific items to change your class. Um, my biggest gripe is I just like, when you have so many units at your disposal, you have to level them up. Like the ones that you get early on, so, I think it was Vander. He doesn't ever seem to level up. Like Yeah, I noticed that I, too. It's kind of weird. I've had him in every battle, and he's only at level 3, whereas like Fram and um, a lot of my other like, characters from my first unit when you first start the game, they're like leveled up 10, 11, but Vander just won't seem to level up, and I don't know why that is. I guess it's because he's already such a high-leveled-up character outside of you know his his class level, but I mean, he has like 40 HP. He does a lot of damage even uh, against like later on higher-leveled-up enemies, but it just didn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, I I will say that that was certainly something weird that I noticed was Vander, I don't know, like, it was kind of weird because he's always kind of been low level for me and I've still kind of taken him into battles where he's really yeah. under leveled. But he doesn't die because I guess his defense and his HP is just through the roof. Yeah. It's kind of just weird, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of odd, but, I mean, again, we said this, we kind of had the same thing on our Dead Space episode where we said, you know, the critiques that we have... Are very very nitpicky. Like yeah. this, this is a great game in my opinion. It would not shock me. I know we're in February. I know we we've still got pretty much at this point still almost eleven months to go in the year. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me though. If Fire Emblem Engage ended up making my top ten at the end of the year. It really wouldn't. I have genuinely loved every minute I've played of this game, and I can't wait to play more yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. Before we before we round this episode out, Matt, uh, who are some characters that you've really grown to like?
1: Um so definitely um I like the main character. I know there's a lot of jokes about their hair like hey this game is sponsored by Crest toothpaste and, uh, <laughs> uh, But I I got used to it especially because I think that the character himself is really well is really well developed especially as you progress further into the story. Um some of the units that I have really come to like is Alfred. I actually really like him. Uh Alfred and, and his sister uh, Celine I think that they're a good duo. I like the I like the conversations that you can have with them. And then another character that I really come to like is I believe Yunaka. Like she's yes. a little high, she's a little she you know she's really energetic, but I like that, you know, her her class allows her to uh, on on some of the maps it's like dark, but she has this ability where she can like bring light to it and you can see like hidden enemy units that are hiding in the dark. But those are just a couple, but th- this game has a lot of characters, and I think that everybody will find somebody that they like.
0: I agree. I, I personally like ETA. I-, yes. I-, I really liked her, and I, you know, it's it's gonna sound like a crazy reason why I like her. I like that. I don't know if you've noticed when you like interact with her, Matt. Dude, she's like ripped. Have you yeah. noticed that?
1: Like, she's ripped. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> yeah, she- she's talking about constantly working out. And yeah, she- she- she's that character. <laughs> like,
0: dude, she is ripped. But I think I like that they were able to make a female character that was really, really muscular but still mm-hmm. kind of maintained that, you know, the, the female aspect of her character, didn't turn her into some crazy, gigantic brute but still made her, you know, this swole beast. I, I, love, I love that, personally, because it shows you don't have to make a female character just, again, this gigantic brute to make her muscular, to make her strong, and I like that. Again, I love a lot of the voice actors. I love Aaliyah as a protagonist, Probably, at this point, i probably put her above byleth. in terms of my favorite protagonist. I really do like Aaliyah. I think that the voice acting is just great. Uh, I've learned to come around on some characters I don't want to spoil the story because there are some characters that come to your side about halfway through the story and I really don't want to spoil the big twist that happens. Um, But the characters that come to your side, oh my gosh... You love expect- them. You hate them. You hate them in the first ten to eleven chapters of the game. Then they come to your side, and you realize they're badass. I don't want to spoil the names for real, but like you end up getting some really powerful characters on your side, and oh yeah, you're just like, why did yeah. I ever dislike you?
1: Especially when you need them the most. <laughs> oh
0: yes, like they end up, and they're and they're, this, they're the type of characters. They, they all have the classes that you need. Like they they have the strengths that you need, and there's not a lot of weakness to them, and that's the best part. Is that like some of them are more like they? You know, I think one of them is is uh ha- is riding a companion who I'm not going to spoil again because that alone could spoil who I'm talking about, but uh yeah. but she's badass. I know
1: and exactly who you're talking. Yep, yeah, she's
0: she's a complete <laughs> badass. I loved her. Um, and to, to be quite honest, um, I love Diamond. I love Diamont. Just he's just a badass. I, like, I
1: just, love his character. Too. Yeah. And again,
0: like I feel like he goes through some real him 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 and Alcrest both they they go through some really good character development around the mid game, to where you know you really want to see where more of their story goes and where more of their development goes. So they're they're both really really interesting characters as well. Uh, character I wonder really high on was Alfred. Kind of just seemed kind of corny, kind of basic, <laughs> kind of just he, he's that classic do gooder. And again, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you have characters like that. They fill a certain role. He's a fine character. He's not a bad character whatsoever, but
1: he stays my MVP quite a bit. not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie.
0: Yeah, he's, he, he, I'm not going to lie. He, he do be, he do be doing work in battles. He do be putting in work. I'm not going to lie about that, but you know, character wise, just kind of that classic do-gooder kind of gets annoying after a while, um, but again, Fire Emblem Engage a big home run for uh, for Nintendo to start the year. A really really good start. Looking forward to a big February from them too because Matt, we, we've got a couple games coming from them this month. We got a couple exclusives. You know, obviously Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out this month, and we're on the fence kind of whether or not we'll be able to do an episode on that. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't have time. Who knows.
1: Right, but yeah. the
0: other one that I know me and you are really excited for is obviously Octopath Traveler 2. That, <laughs> yes. really looking forward to that. Again, another great JRPG. Really more of that old school JRPG uh, coming to the Switch later this month. And we're absolutely going to do an episode on that. But that is going to wrap up our episode for Pyro Emblem Engage. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at side, mission, at side Mission Pod. You can also check us out on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast. For Matt. I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.